I'm literally violently shaking my head over here. <laughs> Yes, as much things. as I can without banging my head into the mic. I, this is this is me. This is 100% me. That's but like, cool. I thought the tight feeling after cleansing was normal. Yeah. Oh, squeaky clean is supposed yeah, to be a thing. Okay, clean, guys, right? yeah. I'm going to hold my mic really close to my mouth right now. Squeaky clean is not a thing. <laughs> stop that. It's not. You stop getting squeaky clean. You stop it right now. Oh. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by a nutritional therapist, Cassie Knavel, and professional esthetician and makeup artist, Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Rebel Heart Radio. Hey, hey. So excited. Today we're going to talk about dry skin. All the things around dry skin. And before we jump in, Jen, I want to know, what is something that you're into right now? Mm, Okay, so I think I briefly talked about this somewhere. (laughs) I can't remember where I talked about it, but... I've got this kind of nightcap drink that I'm making for myself because I'm desperately trying to get my mineral content up in my body. (laughs) And so for the longest time, I was putting my minerals into kombucha. Um, And it's not that there's anything changed about that. I still love that. Um, But a lot of times I'm doing that like during the day. But at like about an hour to hour and a half before I go to sleep, I've been doing like the tart cherry juice and like... Um, my calm and a vitamin C and mineral and zinc and it sounds like a lot and but let me tell you like I sleep better when I drink that I really do and I don't know there's just something about having something ritualistic about knowing that it I what it's going to do for my body I think it just like chills my body out (laughs) and I do love the flavor of it which is nice because a lot of things that are good for you don't always taste amazing (laughs) Tart cherry juice is delicious. It is. It's so Gosh. good. It's I love. Really good. I love the idea behind having something like that helps with like the wind down routine, right? Because yeah. it's like, okay, I'm drinking this. I'm signaling, hey, we're headed to bed soon. This yeah. is gonna help me go and to in bed. The past, that's been tea, but I don't know in the summer and you know like it stays light out a lot longer and there's just something about having like an iced beverage that I put in a giant mason jar with my glass straw that just feels so summer to me like <laughs> I don't know maybe it's the tart cherry the same summer to me I don't know we'll this see how is I feel so funny I my my what I'm into right now is also a beverage <laughs> and it's first <laughs> thing in the morning me. so this is like oh. I call it my daily buy-in 
Um, Mm -hmm. I've shared about this a few times on Instagram, just the idea of a daily buy-in, like what's your buy-in to the day? For me, it's um, a big old mason jar. I'm literally, I have it. We're recording early today, so it's right here. That's about the size of mine. Uh, <laughs> wide, wide mouth? Is there, it wide mouth? No, it's not because um, I prefer oh. the narrow mouth, personally. Mm. Um, I have a couple of lids that have um, like the straw lid where you can put your straw through it. Oh, that makes and sense. And so I can be kind of on the go with it if I need to be. Although I wish That's my smart. cup holders in my car were like I was just going to say mine would never fit in my cup holders. Mine wouldn't either. Like, let's be real. So anyways, so my buy-in has been 32 ounces, uh, 32 ounce jar. I put like the juice of like a lemon or a lemon and a half, depending on how Mm -hmm. like tangy i'm feeling that day um or literally how much juice like one lemon put out because like i can eyeball it and know how much i'm getting out of that um so if it's not a super surprise me if it's not a super juicy lemon yeah then go for a lemon and a half and then i do two big scoops of um vital proteins collagen and like five drops of stevia and just like half the amount of water that that I need and I put one of those like blender balls in it and cover the Mm. lid and mix it up really fast pull the blender ball out add more cold water and then some ice and my straw and call it adding the collagen to it too yeah oh and I've been putting minerals in it too so I put my trace minerals probably like 10 drops of that in there girl I think I need to make that my morning buy-in it tastes like lemonade yeah that's what I was thinking I'm like that sounds like the best which speaking of like my daughter will not leave me alone about doing a lemonade stand. <laughs> and I just cannot bring myself to buy the powder crap. <laughs> no, you can't. You're totally screwed. Yeah. I'm like, Ugh. you could make like, it with I this can't. if you bought some just lime juice from the store, though. And I have a juicer. Or I lemon juice. If I wanted me. to be hardcore about it, I could buy a bag of lemons and juice. No, them, dude. Just just yeah. they sell lemon juice in a jar. It's fresh right. lemon juice. If there's nothing else in it. It's just jarred <laughs> and i and i told her i said well we can't it can't be super cheap because i'm not making cheap stuff and she she was like that's okay we can charge a dollar i'm like i'm not charging a dollar <laughs> it's just been really interesting watching the interchange between us because she really really wants to do it and she's been talking about it since winter well if it was fresh and squeezed lemonade she could totally charge a dollar i'm just saying you think like in compostable cup? cups yeah it's like a boutique thing on the corner yeah <laughs> you know make a fancy stand it's a whole thing uh, uh yeah no i did buy the supplies at target this i'm week. literally creating work for you the more we talk so i think we should just move on <laughs> <laughs> no no i already bought the supplies i bought this cute little like chalkboard and all the supplies like the white and yellow striped straws like we we're doing the thing i'm just well your kids basically turned into philanthropists last year when they did this so i think you should did. you should be good to go Yes. So I'm, I'm excited to prepare correctly for it. Whereas last year it was like, okay, you guys have been bugging me for weeks. Let's just do this. So I guess really what's up with me is all the beverages. I'm going to try yours, which is great for dry skin people. Yes. That's why I was like, that sounds good. I know getting minerals in is so important for your skin health in general, no matter what skin type you have. So finding ways to sneak them in and I use concentrate trace minerals. I'll tag it in the show notes for you guys. Um, that's my, my favorite one. And you can pretty much get it at any health food store, Amazon, all is that the places. the one that I have, the, the blue yep. bottle? Yep. Concentrace. Man. It's called, it's from Trace Mineral Research or something like that. Yeah. Um, so 
And I got a little, um, I found this when I was traveling, actually. This was super handy, and I want to tell you guys about it, because I think I found it on the internet not long ago. It's a little, it looks like an eyedropper, hmm. and I keep it in my purse, because nice. that's how badly I need it, you guys. And that's how much better I feel when I actually supplement myself correctly with it. My skin's not as dry. I swear my digestion's way better. Like, I, I feel like there's just so many other body processes that are aided by this, and... So I keep it in my purse. I've got a big bottle, a medium bottle, and then a little eyedropper in my purse. <laughs> you are not so, messing around. I think I, I think not. it just goes to show like when you're creating a new habit around something that is important to you that you know you need to be mindful of, like you gotta you gotta reduce that resistance. You need to yeah. like decrease the number of barriers it takes for you to make that happen. Yes. Um, and that's something that's something that's really driven home in um, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, which we've talked about a ton on the podcast. I definitely would recommend giving that a read if you're feeling like as the seasons are changing from spring to summer, you really want to focus on some health things or any lifestyle changes that you want to make. Like we have to turn them into, into habit in order to make mm-hmm. it happen. Like it's part it's non-negotiable. It's part of your day. And what starts out doing that is like literally like finding some way and forcing yourself to do it as long as it's a healthy thing that you're forcing yourself to do. Yes. I mean, right. Yes, um, yeah. that's, that's probably a whole nother conversation, but I think, I think there's a lot of misnomer around willpower and mm. feeling like, you know, when is this willpower thing I'm willing myself to do going to turn into a habit? And if it never does, it probably isn't a good habit for you. <laughs> well, and speaking as an obliger, um, honestly, the, the inner talk turns into, why can't I be good enough to make this happen? Oh. Which is such a terrible thing. It's a oh. big lie that you're telling yourself. Yeah. So if you're having trouble, like achieving something like some of the things that really helped me was getting to know myself really well yeah taking all the personality tests and really taking a close look and being like how can I how can I make myself be more successful in the space that's already there like who I am like you can't change who you are you can refine and polish and stuff but you can't change uh, you know the fundamental react gut reaction knee-jerk reactions of who you are like I oblige to people. I'm yeah. a heavy obliger. You, well, and, and you need to work off of like your, your strengths too. And, yes. and really hone those in. And I think knowing yourself well is huge. We actually talked a lot about this in our new year's intentions episode. Mm-hmm. I'll tag that in the show notes for you guys. But if you haven't listened to that episode, if you're a new listener to the podcast and you haven't, we talked about so many great resources and just around like goal setting. How do we like take barriers down? How do we decrease friction and and creating good habits? And then, you know, obviously we didn't talk a lot about like, what are some good habits to do? Cause that just depends on who you are. Um, and I think there's a lot of good, good conversation around not labeling a habit, good or bad. Cause right. he, who knows, like uh, actually my friend, our friend Lucia, who's been on the podcast in the past from essential omnivore has talked a lot about this. Like if you deem a habit good or bad, then what if you need that habit? Like, let's say it's a bad habit now. What if it's a good habit later for you? at a different yes. place in life. So, agree so right now maybe resting three days a week and working out four days a week is like a good, it's a good routine. That's a good, good habit for you. Um, now, 
maybe in three months, maybe that's a bad habit. Maybe you're injured. Maybe like, but you've created this, like, this is the only way to do this, or this is the good way to do this. It's just a way. And so when we take away the good and bad label around habits, it's really easy to like kind of remove ourselves from that and, and be like, this is a habit that's serving me right now. And I try to really reframe it that way. So anyways, we go into a lot of depth in this, in that New Year's intentions episode. Um, I definitely recommend checking that out. All right, Jen, let's get into it. Let's do it. We've got dry skin on the brain today. We're going to talk all about it. I'm so excited. This is me. I'm like rubbing my This is me selfishly being like, tell me what to do, please. (laughs) Um, And she has told me what to do for a very long time. But this is, you know, I I am selfishly going to talk about my skin in probably every one of these episodes, but especially in the thought process of like dry skin, because I thought I had oily acneic skin. And I thought I had oily skin just because I had acneic skin, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And um, it wasn't until, honestly, I finally sought out some advice from Genevieve to say, hey, like, what's really going on here? And she's like, oh, honey, like, you don't have oily skin. (laughs) You need to, you need (laughs) to focus on, you know, cell turnover and lots of hydration. And obviously I, I was doing some internal work for my skin at that point too, with digestion and hydration and all those things. But It was a big, big, like, just my mind was blown when she, when you flipped it and you were like, Cass, you have dry skin. And I I just want to say this because I think it's so true for so many people out there who deal with um, texture on their skin, who have acneic issues, like different things like that nine times out of 10, like it's really not an overproduction of oil, or if it is, it's in response to you over drying your skin. So we've talked about this several times on the podcast. We have a couple of previous episodes on dry skin, um, episodes. I don't even know four, four. three and four. Yeah. So way, way, way back, but all still really, really good information. In those episodes, we talk a lot about, um, like healing your skin internally, oil dry versus water dry skin. That's episode four. Episode three, we did some Q and A answering um, Genevieve did specifically on dry skin and acne and keratosis pilaris, which is like a textury thing that you can get on your skin um, that I've had in the past too. So all all signs point to dry skin for me. <laughs> so right. if you're wondering what's going on and you just can't figure it out, like this whole skin typing series is perfect for you. Um, but also I just want to recommend, I'm just going to plug it every single time we talk about this is Jen does skincare consultations, you guys. So and all I you, love them. Yep. All you have to I do is email connecting. her, um, Jenny at gmail.com, you know, with the subject skincare consultation and sh- you guys can start a conversation that way. Um, yeah. and she tailors those skincare consultations to who she's speaking to. Um, she'll give you a quote cause every, everybody's needs are different and, True. um, and she'll walk you through like what you need to do and the results people are getting are amazing. So I'm just going to super fun. Yeah. I, well. I actually figured out how many skin consults I've done since February. I've done 48 since February. Like it's been bonkers how many people have been referring and talking to and like, cause I haven't, we've talked about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I talked about it once on my Instagram. Like I really, I'm, I'm loving being able to fill these needs for people because they're be able to like say, 
come back to me later and show me the results they're having. And it just feels good to be able to help people because it's really just an educational gap. It's like once you know, you can't unknow. Yep. People need (laughs) it. And you start to like, yeah, and you start to put things together. And then a lot of times I know these people are helping other people and helping them find things that help them because you can't tell me that if you had those results and thought you had oily skin, but turns out you had dry that you wouldn't tell your friend, you know, I tell everybody. Yeah. It like changes everything. It changes how you wear your makeup. It changes like really the confidence level that you have and things like that. So it's just, I, if you guys are interested in the skin consultation, please come at me. I really enjoy doing them for sure. Yeah. And I'm we excited know, to talk about this. Yeah. We know how hard it is to figure this stuff out too, because we've been there. Um, yes. and you know, I can say from someone who's not a skincare professional, you know, I sell, I sell skincare, but for me it's coming from the health side. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've picked some things up. Thank goodness for you. <laughs> but, no, I feel the same way about you. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> uh, but I feel like this is something that can just be so frustrating for women, especially as we age and our skin changes yeah. and we're trying to figure everything out and you know, it's, it's hard to navigate. So we really wanted to put this information out there for you guys to be able to walk through all of these episodes and, and pinpoint, okay, is this me? Do I fit these characteristics? Um, you know, what do I need to do for myself moving forward? So let's talk about defining characteristics of dry skin. All right. Well, you guys are going to find are things like you're going to have that really tight feeling after cleansing. Truly people that have not dry skin, <laughs> anything but dry skin, don't experience that. So if you have that tight feeling, that means that you're either over drying with your cleanser or you really are dry skin. I mean, the most oily person cannot cleanse their face to the point where they get that feeling (laughs) so that tight you know you feel like the you know within like 10 15 seconds after you cleanse it just goes you know you can feel it that is a very telltale sign that you're dry skin um regardless if you have breakouts or anything just that feeling um flaky skin at any time of the day but can easily be seen with makeup applied over it oh my gosh Um, yes right yeah that's (laughs) and most people don't notice it or they just don't think it's a thing until they put makeup on and then they're like what is this why do I have all this flaky texture all over my face like or they just think well makeup just foundation doesn't work for me you know and it's like well I mean let's let's talk about that so um and then also in winter months you can show extra sensitivity to products so you might find that there's just products that don't work for you in the winter or a lot of people come to me and they're like well these products don't work for me And I'm like, well, tell me about that. You know, like, when did you experience that? And usually it's like end of October to like April. And sometime in there, they've had a reaction to product. And I'm like, oh, that's a pretty telltale sign that we need to work on like the moisture barrier, which we'll get to. And something else to look for is like lackluster dull skin. Like when you when you look at your skin tone, you're just like, oh, I just I don't look bright. I don't feel like my skin looks healthy. It just looks like meh in gray that also leads into usually is tied to like also rough skin texture you feel like your skin just doesn't have texture that you are happy with like whether it's bumps or flakes or just when you touch it it feels rough that's a um, another telltale sign that you've got dry skin at its core I'm literally violently shaking my head over here (laughs) as much as I can without banging my head into the mic. (laughs) This is, this is me. This is 100% me. Me But like, I thought the tight feeling after cleansing was normal. Yeah. Oh, squeaky clean is supposed to be squeaky clean. I'm going to hold my mic really close to my mouth right now. Squeaky clean is not a thing. (laughs) 
stop that. It's not. You stop getting squeaky clean. Stop it right now. Our skin is not supposed to be squeaky ever. Right. And then like the flaky skin thing, especially when makeup is applied. I just thought like the makeup wasn't great. Exactly what you said. Yeah. Extra sensitivity during winter months. I was like, I had no idea what was going on there because I was like, oh, something that's working for me is all of a sudden not working. This sucks. Yeah. And Um, it's very like flip of a switch. You're like, oh, it's like all of a sudden, boom, like, Mm -hmm. yep. Climate changes for the that season. And it's just like, whoa, Um, I've always felt like I had dull skin and then like rough texture. And then you try to put makeup on to make it better, but it doesn't look good because the texture is bad. And then guess what people like I get I get texture exactly where you place highlighter. She's like, which is why? the thing that makes you act like you got glowy skin so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no Anyways. it's interesting too because cassie's got dry skin i have dry skin but really she and i react differently to that dryness mm-hmm. like her body produces oil and um kind of gums up the works and causes like and she also has a little bit of slow cell turnover but everybody does once they're past the age like 25 i'm just saying um but i on the other hand i go towards super flaky sensitive uh, like my body just doesn't produce oil well. I'm working on it. <laughs> so and the part of the reason why Cassie's helping me so much. But you might Gall find bladder. that. Yeah, gallbladder. I'm working on it. Um, but there's one or two ways that it goes. So like if you find that you're experiencing breakouts or oil or anything of the lackluster, that's definitely one avenue dry skin can travel on. But if you're like, oh, I never have that issue or I feel like it's fine sometimes but i i definitely have sensitive skin that can be another avenue and it has to do with like the oil production going on in your skin it's like so many light bulbs right now you guys if you're having some light bulbs go take this podcast (laughs) and go share it on instagram that you're listening to it right now okay right now yeah because chances <laughs> are the mass majority of your friends are having the same problem <laughs> seriously Ooh. um okay let's talk about some causes and mechanisms of dry skin i know like we've talked about water dry versus oil dry in a little bit in depth in a previous episode but like let's jump into that a little bit and um tell us more what the heck is happening what the heck is happening so ultimately when skin is at its healthiest and it's it's full and it's radiant you know you don't have as many fine lines i mean we're going to get fine lines as we get older but it it compounds and happens faster and sooner when we have dry skin um then but if that's not happening and you feel like you're at a proper water balance that just means that your hydration's at an ideal level within your skin that means you've got an electrolyte balance it means you've got a water balance in there um However, you can also be dealing with like an oil dry situation. Uh, So definitely check out our episodes. There's a reason why we did full episode on that (laughs) where we talked about like drying, healing dry skin from within is that a lot of dry skin causes have to do with what's going on the inside of the body for sure. However, having said that, what happens on the outside of the skin can absolutely affect the hydration of our skin. Yes. (laughs) But a lot of times the root cause has to do with more what's going on on the inside Um, so usually when we are drying ourselves from the outside has more to do with the environment we're in, we're in and the products we use on our face. So truly guys, like I sleep with a, um, a humidifier in the winter in deep winter, because if I don't like my skin goes bonkers, like my skin can't handle it. I have such dry skin in the winter and, um, it's one of those things where if you can aid it from the outside, then let's do that. But let's also not make it worse. <laughs> so we're, we're going to cover things to avoid down at the near the, the end of the episode. But just know that 
if you're careful about what you're putting on your skin and the environment, because our, our houses are warm in the winter, so they're dehydrated. So you're going to find that you can't avoid that. You need to be in a warm house when it's cold outside, right? So if we can find ways to like mitigate that with a humidifier or with hydrating products or being able to create um, something that'll help our skin absorb the product better, then you're you're in a great place. So that's really kind of the basics. I mean, I could do full episodes on each topic, but <laughs> <laughs> on all of these. All well, of and we know there's going to be a lot of questions, follow-up questions coming from this too. So we, we we've noted that. Please send us your questions and we'll yes. do some more skin Q&A episodes in the future for sure. So definitely check out episode 4. That yes. one speaks a lot to the causes and mechanisms too. It's a real good episode. Okay. Um, let's talk about ingredients. Um, we talked a lot in the mature skin episode about like what ingredients you should really focus on when you're dealing with that particular skin issue. So let's jump into that for dry skin. Um, and this is so interesting to me. The first, (laughs) the, the first ingredient I'm like, yes. Okay. I need to do more of that. Yeah. So hyaluronic acid. So this is kind of a hot topic ingredient right now but for good reason uh hyaluronic acid is a type of ingredient called a humectant so it draws moisture from the air and pulls it and binds it to it so if there is any moisture in the air you're going to get more of it and you're it's just your body's going to be able to utilize what's going on in the environment so like if you live in florida get yourself some hyaluronic acid and you will be glowy all the time. Like you're probably going to be glowing from sweat, but I'm just saying you can also have <laughs> hydration too. So, <laughs> but anywhere else, truly, there's still going to be a little bit of moisture in the air. So it's worth getting a hyaluronic acid product because our bodies also produce hyaluronic acid. Uh, but we're dealing that with like in the depths of our skin. So if we're topically applying that, we're just adding another layer of Uh, protection and hydration with that. And it's just, um, it helps them hydration last throughout the day. Yeah. So hyaluronic acid is wonderful for those things because it it, helps bind water to the skin. And it matters what kind, what form of hyaluronic acid you want. Sodium hyaluronate. Like, yes. Yeah. That is what you want. Yeah. You said that good. Yeah. I I feel like that word hyaluronate is just hard to say. So there, it's kind of all hard to say. Hyaluronic acid, (laughs) sodium hyaluronate. Yeah. Yeah, Someone complimented me the other day. They're like, how do you say these ingredients? How do you know how to say these ingredients? I'm like, lots of practice. (laughs) You've said them hundreds of times. (laughs) Lots and lots of practice. Yeah. So it, yeah, it matters the form. And so if you, if you see a product that's, that touts having hyaluronic acid in it, make sure that you're looking for sodium hyaluronate and you'll be able to actually know, okay, this is actually a form of it that's going to be helping my skin. So, and something else to look for in an ingredients list, the higher it is on the list, the more of it is in the Mm -hmm. ingredient or in the formulation. And honestly, I don't think you could overdo hyaluronic acid. So um, anything that's like halfway and the, the, the first half is going to be like good. That's that's great for me. Anything in the lower half is like eh, it could be a little higher for as far as like potency goes. Um, the next one that I want to talk about is oils, 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 all the oil, all the oils. And truth be told. The more variety that you can get within your oil, the better, because each oil has a molecular size. It has properties to it that are special, and you can't really go wrong with a variety of oils because they're all protective. They're all going to be adding to your moisture barrier. They're all going to be special. So a lot they of people have different that are functions. With like, yes, a lot of people with their deal with dry acne are very scared to use oils. Totally get it because we've been conditioned from a young age that oil is bad. Just no, that's 
that's absolutely like the last thing that you need here right now. Oil like, is oil. one of the things that's transformed my skin. Yes. And however, I want to have this conversation of like, what is the function of oil, whether it's coming from our body or we're topically putting it on? Because this is where some of the confusion comes in. Oil does not cause acne. It doesn't cause it. Bacteria causes acne. So, but the oils can protect the bacteria. So this is where it gets really important that you have a good regimen. If you've got dry acne or you suspect that you have dry acne, you need to have a really good multi-step system and be really consistent with it because we have to keep the bacteria away, but we have to be able to get to the bacteria. But then you also really need to protect your moisture barrier. So it can be a very multifaceted situation, um, which is another reason why I do skin consultations because it can get very individualized and very complicated on your lifestyle. Like, do you work out a ton? Do you do you uh, wear a ton of makeup every day because you need to for your work? I mean, there's just so many factors to that, but that doesn't mean you should shy away from using a facial oil. It's more of let's make sure that you've got the clarity that your skin needs to access and use the oil the right way. Yeah. So what are you saying? Like coconut oil for cleansing and moisturizing is not the (laughs) exact right thing. (laughs) Okay. So so I bring this up because this is what I was doing before. Yes. Before I found Beauty Counter. Because so, I was I'm I was very minimalist with my skincare stuff. I think before I had had like a cleanser and a moisturizer and that was it. Clearly, I needed a lot more help with that. Um, but yeah, I thought, you know, I'm a minimalist person. This is an oil. Oil's good for your skin. Um, I'm gonna, it's naturally antimicrobial and antibacterial, right? Coconut oil is. And yeah. I was like, okay, I'm gonna rub this in. I'm gonna wipe it away. And I'm and gonna, I'm gonna rub stunning. some And then I'm gonna rub some more in. And it just yes. like sits on your skin. It just never absorbs because yes. the molecules are massive. Yeah. It's and not giving really, you what it needs. Yeah. That really speaks to the molecular size like we were discussing how having a variety of oils is really important but also understanding what's really big is also really important so (laughs) anything that you can cook with saturated gigantic yep yes it's gigantic it's so big that it's like you really if you look at it on the top of your skin like if you were to take a microscope and look at your skin top down with um, coconut oil on it it would just be literally dotted all over the surface and if you've got dry acneic skin it's not helping (laughs) so if you have dry skin period dry skin period right it's acting as like this occlusive barrier which is important if you've got sensitivity and you got issues it's actually okay for your body but it's like probably my last option but I really don't think it's great for the face because it's just such a big molecule that it it keeps other product out and it's kind of hard to get off the skin well and because it's just so big this is why I can't skincare at all yeah yes there's so there's so many like you know paleo-ish or non-toxic beauty companies out there that make tallow-based balms for as like a facial moisturizer I cannot do it it does not work for my skin and I think I think it has to do with that that larger molecule size and granted like you can always put if it's a you know multifaceted product you can put other oils in it too and have that um, improve it but that was kind of what I moved from I was doing coconut oil and then I did like a tallow based moisturizer and oh, then okay. I was like, oh, this is not working because <laughs> you can cook with tallow people. So it's yeah. a saturated fat. That's just kind of my quick rule of thumb because there are so many oils out there. Like I'm, I'm not even going to get into how many there are because there's just so many that um, rule of thumb. If you can cook with it, it's probably too big for your face. <laughs> Our cell turnover rate 
is actually a little faster on our face um, for good reason. Like we've got uh, we've got an end of nerve highway there. This is like where we've got a lot of a, a lot of um, <laughs> we've got a lot of things going on in our face between muscles, blood vessels. We've got a lot of capillaries in our face. Um, it's it's meant to be sensitive to the touch. It's just, you know, it's it's our face like that's There's a reason why kissing is fantastic. It's there's a ton of nerves there. Right. And our cell turnover is much faster there than it is the rest of our body. So putting something really big molecular size on it can gum up our cell turnover, which is a huge problem for acne, too. Like huge problem. A lot of dry. Made acne it worse. Is, yeah. A lot of dry acne issues is because of slow, slow cell turnover. Yes. Which can cause an issue with product absorption. So. Oh, my gosh. All the things. All the light bulbs. The right oil is good. Yes. All right. So the last one that I want to talk about is fruit extracts or resurfacing acids. So a lot of the reason why I separate the two is that fruit, uh, there's like a scale of acids of like how um, strong they are. So um, you can go from enzymatic factors, which is going to be like papaya, pineapple, you know, anything that's more like fruit based. And you could literally crush up a pineapple like a, or a papaya and treat it like a DIY mask if you've got uber sensitive skin. Like, in fact, I recommend that to people that have children with um, with eczema is that if you've got this spot that you just can't get rid of, you have to get some of that crusty off. But it's so sensitive and you have to be so careful that if you use something like crushed up papaya and put it on there, which is really hard to get children to sit still for, by the way, but it is very useful um, so fruit extracts and then, or fruit, and then you go to the extracts, which is slightly more concentrated, which is what you're going to find in skincare is the best for somebody that's dealing with like sensitive skin. But I do love having something that really encourages cell turnover rate because it, it stops us from having poor product absorption. So it's really important to have something that's going to encourage that. But the intensity of that encouragement is important to understand and know because you can go from fruit extracts into, for sensitive skin, to resurfacing acids, which are things like glycolic acid, lactic acid. There, there's a whole list of them. And that allows better product absorption for people that aren't having any sensitivity issues. And um, really, those are my favorite ingredients for people with dry skin because they are the best bang for your buck. They're going to give you best results in the long run. So when you're looking at your ingredients, you can check that out. This is why the peel is my best friend. Oh my gosh, the peel. <laughs> I Beauty was counter overnight resurfacing peel. <laughs> yeah, like I was losing my mind when that peel came out and nobody understood and that's okay. <laughs> I was like, yes. Oh my goodness. It's such a smart formulation. So I want to say like full circle for me, it's really interesting to talk about dry skin because a lot of the things that you need to do to combat dry skin are actually the things that you do for anti-aging and mature yes. skin. And yes. like, hello, people. The reason is our skin dries out over time as we age. All those cellular processes slow down and yep. um, we can't can first have as much aging. hydration. Yeah. So it's so interesting, you know, for a lot of people who are really trying to work on their skin, regardless of their skin type, um, say, you know, like, well, what I need some anti-aging skincare. And it's like, whoa, we need to get like the moisture barrier figured out and all of this other stuff first, because mm -hmm. that is the first thing that you do to take care of aging is you make sure your skin is well hydrated. Well, and then from there you can work on other things. Yeah. Anti-aging is like the next step. Yes. Like, yeah. so when somebody comes to me and they're like, I'm breaking out like crazy 
or they're like, I'm sensitive to everything. Like sometimes water hurts on my face, yeah. which happens to some people. I'm like, okay, so we're going to like step way back and get to like, and really try to repair your moisture barrier. But my end goal is to get you to anti-aging skincare because ultimately the point of anti-aging skincare is really to aid that moisture barrier because you're going to have more youthful skin if you have that moisture barrier intact. So, um, but it comes at it from a different approach than something that's really like um, protective and moisture intention in, intense. But with anti-aging, it's more about cell turnover rate. So we're going to be doing more skin actives, uh, we're going to be doing more things that are going to be uh, affecting that process, which is very sensitizing to the skin if you're not ready for it. Like if your skin's not ready to receive that. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, that's kind of the whole point is get your skin to a process where you can be able to handle those things. I mean, I've done it a few times now, quite a few times now um, since being a beauty counter consultant is helping people with beauty counter products go from super dry super sensitive because I mean they've even sensitized themselves with beauty counter products so it goes to show that it's like what you use is just as important as like the quality of ingredients yeah and it doesn't mean that that product is not a good product it means that it's not right for you at this time or maybe ever who knows Yes. So, yes, okay, yes, well, yes. let's jump into some product recommendations then. Because, I got some. Unless ones. I'm excited to jump into cleansers because this is something that has actually been a very big deal for me is changing yes. my cleanser. And I didn't know it was a big deal. And I know I said this like 57 times on the podcast, but it was. So, the truth. <laughs> yeah. Truth. I think cleansers, cleansers and moisturizers are really the, the big hitters in our skincare regimen. So, to back up, we have the cleanse step the prep step, treat, then protect. So we're going to talk about recommendations with each, in each category. I mean, this was even, this is what I was taught in aesthetic school was this is a basic four-step plan that's going to set your skin up for success. So you, um, the point of having a cleanser in your dry skin um, issues is more about preparing the skin to receive product. I mean, really that's kind of the point of all cleansers, but it's specific to let's not over dry the skin because you can recover from that but it's much harder it's like running uphill you know on a treadmill it's like you're not getting anywhere if you're over cleansing or over drying in your cleanse step and it's much harder to accomplish that um, proper moisture barrier if you're over cleansing so having said that I have two different categories that I want to talk about is cleansers that are non-stripping so they're usually non-foaming of some kind and they're there's there's that category and then the next category is cleansers that do foam that are more about the cell turnover rate that are going to be giving you that preparation for better cell turnover rate so in the non-stripping category we've got the tata harper nourishing oil cleanser now this is a very expensive oil cleanser it's really expensive it's really expensive it's giant though it's a big bottle but you also need a decent amount because you need to cover the whole face and neck with that sometimes the decollete i recommend decollete neck and face when you're dealing with dry skin because you forget about your neck and your decollete and those things actually most likely will show your age first is your decollete in your neck so um, having said that this is a large cleanser and cleansing oil however there's some really cool options that are available in the more natural diy realm however they're not as effective as the newest product that I've been using that I've been loving and it's from Beauty Counter's new Counter Timeline and it is the like this oil cleanser truly caught my attention 
faster than the other products that I got to try in that line. So I think you guys will really like it if you've got dry skin. Like if you like a non-foaming cleanser, this is going to be your jam. It smells amazing. Its texture is just right. I can get it on my skin, move it around. It doesn't soak into my skin. So some you don't want cleansers to soak into your skin because then you've got antimicrobial factors that are going to be drying you out more. So it's important to have something that's going to be, if it's a cleanser, that it can stay on top of the skin and keep that slip as you're cleansing. So this countertime oil cleanser was able to give me that slip. And then when you add water to it, it actually got thicker. And so when I added water to it to wash it off, it got thicker, which means it's going to leave the skin better which is what you want. You don't want yeah. oil to stay too far behind at this step because then it will be too occlusive for your prep, treat, and protect Well, step. yeah, and it had you, like that was in the directions. It was like rub it into your skin and then put some warm water on your skin with that mm-hmm. and rub that in and it made it like milky. Yeah. And I felt so like cool. my skin was just as cleansed as if I had double cleanse. Like if I had done like an oil yes. cleanser and then uh, like the rejuvenating cleanser or something like that afterward. So yeah, it's, it's a brilliant formulation. I'm really happy with that so far. So the other, this is actually a budget friendly item is the Nourish <clears throat> Organic Moisturizing Face Cleanser. It is probably one of the more basic formulas out there. Um, and so, but what's interesting is this is actually kind of hard to find. It's hard to find a non-stripping cleanser that's, um, basic kind of affordable so if you're looking for something that's just kind of like well my moisture barrier is fine I but I know I have dry skin you could probably try this product out so if your skin's not in a place where you can accept like product and it's sensitive and things like that you probably want to like put your money into a good cleanser but if you feel like you're in maintenance mode you could probably handle nourish organics moisture moisturizing face cleanser Um, I'm starting to see it more and more places which is exciting um, the next one is the Beauty Counter Countermatch Pure Calm Cleansing Milk. I do really like this cleanser. It, the The difference between this one and the other ones is that it's got, um, it's a little bit thicker. Like, and for me, it actually soaks into my face a little bit. In the wintertime, that's been really good for me because my skin, I go uber basic in the winter because if I, I, I just I can't handle high actives in the winter. Um not as many anyway. So I like the, uh, the countermatch pure calm cleansing milk for that fact. I just have to spend a little more time trying to get it off my face, but I do like it. The next category is the better cell turnover rate category. This is my first product in here is beauty counter rejuvenating cleanser. I love this cleanser because it has fruit actives in it and it's got some foaming factor to it. So it's like my summertime cleanser. I go there when I might need a little more clarity to my skin because my skin's way more hydrated. I do have a little bit better bounce to my skin then. So being able to use something that's going to prep my face really well is really great. The next one is Eminence Organics Manoy Age Corrective Cleanser. This cleanser is really interesting because it's got it's got a lot in it. And I there's a lot of products in the Eminence line that I'm hesitant to recommend because it's got so many actives in it, which is fantastic if your skin's ready for it. However, this cleanser is really great for prepping the skin for um for other products because it's got multi-action. It's got a little bit of exfoliating, um, like physical exfoliation to it. It's got a little bit of a a seed in it that's going to help with the exfoliation factor, but it's also got some AHAs in it. We're going to help with like gentle exfoliation and preparation. So that one is one that I can recommend if your skin's ready for it. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. so So next up is prep. Yeah, prep steps. So this step is going to be things like toners, mists, things like that. I do not recommend toners for prep step for dry skin pretty much ever. Sometimes I can recommend it post gym when you've already done your skincare regimen and you're just trying to close up pores and things like that. But really in your skincare regimen, you're looking for something that's like a hydrating mist, 
uh, something in that regard. Uh, so I like the Michelle Fruit Enzyme Hydrating Mist. Uh, this is new to me right now, too, because I've been on the hunt for something that's going to be hydrating in the prep step. So this is new, and I do really like it. And guys, I found it at Marshall's. What? <laughs> well, that I, means I mean, it's hit or miss. You might want to grab exactly. it online. Exactly. If you want to get it and you want to know you want to know where to get it, just yep. follow the link in our show notes. Well, and Michelle is EWG verified, too. Exactly. That was the next thing I was going to bring up is that I saw them in Marshalls and I was like, but I do trust them because of their certifications. And actually how I found them was through an EWG event. So I do think Michelle's got it together. So Beauty Counter also has a nourishing rose water mist. I love this mist because it also has sodium hyaluronic in it. So you've got the hyaluronic acid in a mist which I think is brilliant because you can use that as a refreshing in the middle of the day. You can use it on airplanes because airplane air is super dehydrated, that sort of a thing. So I love those for the prep step. Awesome. Okay. Treat. This is like treat. the big this kahuna. The yeah, this is the goods. <laughs> this is like my favorite step because this is the step that gets overlooked probably the most when somebody comes to me is they're, they're not really sure why they would use a serum or a peel or a mask. That's kind of like, when do I use it? Why do I use it? That sort of a thing. So I'm going to talk about each and like why. So Beauty Counter Rejuvenating Radiant Serum is probably my favorite serum because it's got enough active ingredients in it, but it doesn't have a lot. It doesn't have any dry ingredient ingredients in it. So it's like the perfect prep to accept a deep moisture protect step. So the next step. Um, that was my go-to for like a year and a half until the overnight resurfacing peel came um, from the time I found Beauty Counter until the peel came. It was like I really relied on that radiant serum to give my skin the prep it needed to accept moisture because I, I have dry skin, but I have slow cell turnover rate. And I've had that for as long as I've known, like, as long as I've been into skincare. So it's like early 20s. I knew that. So um, Beauty Counter's overnight resurfacing peel is truly it is not overhyped enough. Like it is anybody who's interested in getting better skin texture, better product absorption, anti-aging efforts, making their skin more available for other products out there. If you have dry skin, needs a re- overnight resurfacing peel. If you have dry acneic skin, you need the overnight resurfacing peel. It will change if your you, life. <laughs> it will change your life. Like it is kind of the linchpin for a lot of people. However, you have to make sure that you have a really great deep moisture protect step after that and that you know how often you need to use it so again skin consultations yes um leilani melly glow illuminating mask is probably my favorite mask ever i love this mask because it's predominantly fruit like i used to wear it in the shower because it's not it never dries down and so as you wear it like you have to be prepared for it to drip on you and so i would wear it in the shower which um, I learned I couldn't do in winter because my skin was already sensitive and then you add the dilated steam and all that other jazz. But um, when I wore it in the shower, it, sometimes it would drip into my mouth and I didn't I didn't even care because it, it's it's organic. It's fruit based. There's no chemicals in it. I was like, whatever, I wipe it away. But it tastes like fruit. It tastes like papaya and pineapple and, <laughs> and apricot. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, it was just this fruity, wonderful thing. But because of that, you've got that enzymatic factor that's sitting on your face that's adding as that softening effect. It's adding the softening to that crusty layer that happens with dry skin. Love, love, love that product. I ran out of that product probably first when I bought a skin regimen from Leilani a long time ago because I loved it. I'm going to have to try it for sure. Oh, so good. So the next step is protect. 
So the next step, we've got oil-based and we've got water-based. So oil-based, we've got the Leilani skincare. I have to preface this. This used to be known as the champagne serum. This was my go-to. Um, this saved my skin when I was finding out about um, toxicity in our skincare products and things like that. And I stepped way back from my skincare regimen. It was February. It was like deep winter. <laughs> it was like the wrong time for me to do that. <laughs> um, but I found Leilani skincare champagne serum but now it is the happy hour balancing serum so if you're going to find it on their website or see it in our show notes it's the happy hour balancing serum but it's the same formula they just changed the name and it is the most luxurious yummy wonderful serum my mom actually makes a facial oil for herself and based it off of the ingredients list from this skincare i however have no desire to diy it <laughs> but so i'd rather buy the product plus the packaging's gorgeous and i just i love everything leilani and the beauty counter number three balancing facial oil is my go-to facial oil right now, though. I use this year-round. I use it in the winter as my second moisture step. I will do a cream-based and an oil-based. I just love that it's more about balance. It's not just about balancing oily skin. It's about balancing the moisture barrier in your skin. Um, so it's great for somebody who's got sensitive skin as well, or they're worried about, you know, stemming their skin into something that they, like a breakout or something of the like. Yes. Now for the water-based um, moisturizers, these are my jam. This is where I spend most of my time um, helping people find is a proper moisture for their skin. So Beauty Counter's Rejuvenating Night Cream has been my go-to. I've worn it day and night. It is my absolute favorite. It works beautifully with overnight resurfacing peel or any sort of treat step. I have used it with lots of different treat steps and it's worked beautifully. Um, the next one is Biosense Squalene Omega Repair Cream. This was my go-to because it was sent to me. Full disclosure, it was sent to me to try it out. I loved it. And I'm so glad that I got it when I did because I ran out of my rejuvenating night cream and I'm like, nothing can compare. <laughs> um, but the Biosense Rejuven Rejuvenating or the Biosense Squalene Omega Repair Cream is super good. So this next product I'm really excited about because it is new to me and I've been using it for the last few weeks and there's a, a really exciting ingredient in it that doesn't find its way into clean beauty very often. It's the new Beauty Counter Countertime Tripeptide Supreme Cream. What I love about this is peptides are not talked about. They're really not. I wish they would be more because they're a protective measure and um, against free radicals. And free radicals are the reason why our skin starts to break down sooner because it's in the air and it's stealing molecules from things that we need in our skin to stabilize itself. Um, check out the mature skin episode if you want to learn more about that. I did talk about that a little bit in there, a little bit in there. But the Supreme Cream is so interesting. The texture is thick. It's like it's almost like a balm, and I really have loved it for my skin. Now this last one is um, a little new to me as well, but it's kind of it's kind of an OG. <laughs> the Walita Skin Food Light Nourishing Cream. Now I have used the original for quite some time. I adore it. It's I actually mix my foundations with this product, but I've just recently moved to the light nourishing cream and I've loved it just as much. And it's a little bit more friendly because it's not as thick as the, um, the original, but I love the smell of it. It's like this really yummy citrusy, like fresh smell. Um, I do trust the brand. It's clean. So really we'll eat a skin food. I use it on my kids. Like it's good stuff. So many good options. Yeah. More and more these days. Okay, we've got some awesome listener questions that kind of follow up to this whole dry skin episode. 
And so I really am so excited. These are such commonly asked questions within skincare in general, but we see these coming in a lot to the podcast after the things that we've discussed in previous episodes. So first listener question is, I've heard you talk about moisture barrier. What is that? (laughs) What's a moisture barrier? What does it mean for our skin? What do we need to do for it? Ah, yes, the moisture barrier. I I feel like this is one of the most asked questions, but mostly because it sounds like it's easy to understand, but there's a little bit of education behind it. So your moisture barrier is the amount of lipids or fats and water in your skin cells that helps keep them tightly woven. And it's part of the defense system in our skin. It helps against the protection against pollution, UV rays, free radicals, and other environmental stressors. It also helps our skin look youthful and it keeps us looking youthful longer. So really our moisture barrier is critical for more than one process in our body. Next question is, um, if I'm sensitive to a product I know will help my dry skin in the winter, does that mean I'm always going to be sensitive to the product? Oh, that's a good question. Nope. To put it the long and short of it is nope. If you are sensitive to an ingredient or a product, most likely in the wintertime is what I'm going to guess, especially if you're dry, then there's a good chance that your skin moisture barrier is just kind of suffering a little bit from dehydration from the air that we're in, the lack of vitamin D in our in our bodies. Like there's just a lot going on in the winter. So if you find yourself sensitive in the winter, there's a really good chance that with a little bit of like care about choosing which product to step into first, especially as we transition from winter to summer skin, uh, winter to spring skin is probably a better way to put it, uh, then yeah, you can absolutely get a product back into your regimen that you're usually sensitive to. Like I have my summertime routine and my winter routine for a good reason. And the last question that we've got is I have oily skin some sometimes and dry skin sometimes. Should I be treating my skin like it's oily or like it's dry? This is a really good question and I'm so excited for this answer and then to jump into our oily skin episode next. I think it's going to be amazing. So what, how should they focus on this, Jen? Ooh, yes. This is actually a great question because sometimes oily skin can really just be kind of like uber dry skin where the body's like really reacting and it's trying to protect itself with extra oil and and it comes across as oh I just have oily skin so it just kind of depends on the situation Uh, I do find that if you ever experience flaky skin it is safe to say that we need to spend more time repairing the moisture barrier however if you're experiencing like oily slash slick skin about midday that means your skin is doing its best to add the necessary protection it is missing earlier in the day so oil is actually really great at keeping things out and if we're probably trying to put things on our skin it's just not getting to where it needs to go because the oil is getting in the way so it, it just kind of depends on what are you trying to do for your skin um, should you be treating it like it's oily or dry sometimes both Meaning you may need a clarifying cleanser in the beginning of your skincare steps to be able to cut through the oil to get products where they need to go. But at the same time, your skin needs that nourishment. So making sure that you're being really choosy about what kind of active ingredients you're getting, what kind of moisture you're getting, because those all make a big difference is the skincare line you're using addressing your moisture barrier. A lot of times skincare is just a lot of emollients and they're not a lot of like moisture lending ingredients (laughs) and so it's important to know a little bit about like what are they touting you know like hyaluronic acid is a great soothing water binding ingredient so 
hyaluronic acid is great to go with. But you also need some ingredients that are going to be lending more to your skin than just water. Like we need something that's going to help with penetration, something that's going to help with um, moisture retention, all those sorts of things. So if you've got oily skin and it's sometimes but sometimes dry, um, really look into making sure you've got a great cleanser, but a really great moisturizer that's going to end your steps in a way that's going to be protective and more nourishing for your skin barrier. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Rebel Heart Radio, all on dry skin. We hope this episode has been extremely helpful for you guys. I don't know about you, but I, um, Cassie, am very grateful for Genevieve and all of her knowledge in this episode. It has helped my skin more than you could possibly know. And um, I just also want to reiterate, if you guys are frustrated with your skin, you really need some help figuring out troubleshooting. Doesn't matter who you are, whether you maybe you are already a beauty counter consultant. We know we've got a lot of those who listen to the podcast. And then, you know, if you're someone who's never had experience with beauty counter in general, doesn't matter. This doesn't have to be beauty counter specific. Um, please come and send Genevieve an email at jennybeauty at gmail.com. I'll include her email address in the show notes so you don't misspell anything, (laughs) but make sure you connect with her, get a skin consult done, and then get a follow-up scheduled because you're going to want some help as you work through as your skin changes. So um, she's been amazing in helping me with my skin and I know that she can absolutely help you too. So make sure you go check that out. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.